if your business is based on the market, meaning like when the market is up, your business is up. When the market is down, your business is down. You need to listen to what we're about to say. So we are in the studio that we share with the mortgage checks, right? We do share the studio. All with right. The mortgage now, checks. now we found out something this morning that they have they have cocktails and wine on set. What what's up with us? What I mean, they're, you know, doing, they're, a... they're doing it right, and they're rookies at this. They went right. <laughs> in, they, they sailed right in perfect. I, I, I mean, apparent... we've been, we've done this over a year. We've never had a cocktail. No, we, well, I mean, we don't need liquid courage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know. All right. Oh, could you imagine though? Sometimes we're in here we record four episodes at a time. Like the first time, one, the first one out of the, the gate would, would be, be good. Money. Yeah. The fourth one and not the so flood's good. Flood's going okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a wrap. <laughs> Let's shoot another. <laughs> All right, so welcome to another episode of the Context to Contracts podcast. As always, our amazing co-host, Brian Lovell and John Jones. All right. All right, cool. So, hey, listen, if you're joining us, just want to say real quick, thanks for joining us. Uh, for all of our millions and millions of fans, or the six of you um, that are watching, we appreciate you tuning in every single week. It's John and I's desire to add massive value to, value to you, whether you're in real estate or lending, or whatever you do in sales. But uh, we appreciate what you do. If you like this kind of stuff, make sure you subscribe to our channel or our Facebook page or, I don't know, do we have Instagram or anything like that? I think we do, yeah. TikTok, we, we've got it do all. We, we have yeah. it all? Yeah. I have a TikTok. I, <laughs> I have not all right. seen the TikTok. So let's get down to business, all right? right? So and it's specific. important. It's, it's, it's the end of the year here. And so yes. what typically happens in our industry? Business planning. Business planning. All right. Do you like Christmas better than business planning? That's a yes. Yes. <laughs> what about Thanksgiving? That's a yes. Okay. Yeah, I do too. But this is also kind of fun. This is this is awesome. Yeah, man. this is kind of fun. So, Hilson, John and I are going to take a different twist on this. I'm just going to be up front. This is going to be a two-part episode. So we're going to lay down um, some setup or some foundation for this on this uh, first episode. On the second one, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty. We're going to actually show you how to determine what are the activities that you should be doing in your business how to track them. And we got a really cool way that we're going to do that. And we're going to make that available for everybody who's watching and or listening. So let's dive into it real quick, because I think that this year is unique. Okay, we say that every year, but let's talk about why this year is unique. Um, we're getting back towards 2019, fall of 19, where we didn't have, you know, something called COVID when we did it two years ago. So you're planning out truly what you're going to do next year. Last yeah. year, Last year, we were still in the, in the midst of COVID, and um, and things were still different. A lot yeah. of real estate offices, people weren't quite back to work or or yeah. out socializing. So I think this is the first time in two years that we're, yeah. in, in our opinion, I think, is uh, let's get back at it. Yeah, let's get back at it. And so here's the reality is I think that whether you want your business to increase in 2022 or whether you want it to stay the same, or maybe you're like, dude, I've been working too hard the last two years. I need a I'm going to take a little bit yeah. of a break and you want your business to go backwards. Here's the thing, whether that's up, whether you're up flat or down, the way that you do business in 2022 will be different than the way that you did it in 2021 or 2020. Let's talk about that a little bit. So um, the Mortgage Bankers Association came out with some estimates for 2022. We're going to put this slide up for you, but it basically says that 
they expect purchase transactions to be up almost 9% year over year from 2021. Hey, by the way, that's great for the housing market. That if you're awesome. a real estate agent right now, it's a great time to be a real estate agent. It's also a great time to be a lender, right? So we're looking at almost a 9% increase in year over year sales. I think that's absolutely phenomenal. So we know purchase business is where it's going to be at. The so flip. if you're an LO that's doing purchase business, you're, right, you're yeah. in good shape. Yeah, you're in good shape. Now, the flip side of that is what is the prediction for refinances Refis for 2022? Refis are predicted to go down nearly 47%. Yikes. That is a big wallop. So if you're an LO right now that your business is driven by the market, not the activities you do in the market, you're looking at a one-third decrease in production in 2022. I don't know about you. But I don't know very many people who are going to love the idea of that. No. no. Right? Um, and, and so I, let me go back to like what I said. I think this is an aha is if your business is based on the market, meaning like when the market is up, your business is up. When the market is down, your business is down. You need to listen to what we're about to say. If your business is based on the activities you do in the market, you're going to be okay. So John and I want to work with you in, the, in these next two episodes to share with you how do you make sure your business is based off the activities that you do and not on the market? So one of the other things we need to consider, and you just brought this up, is we live in a post-COVID world. Okay. Here's some of the things that our LOs are telling us, right? One, agents aren't in real estate offices as much as they were anymore, right? So if, if your strategy was to be visiting agents there or doing lunch and learns in those offices or whatever it is, your audience is smaller than it once was, right? Absolutely. You know, you, you had somebody share with us, John, down in South Florida. They went to a, a, a networking event recently. Um, and they said there were twice as many affiliates. Vendors. Vendors. Right. Than there were agents at it. So, again, even a third-party event like Women's Council of Realtors, um, you know, Board of Realtors event or whatever, you're going to see less people. Mm -hmm. Um, at those events. And I, you know, I think that's just, that's like the COVID fatigue, right? Or what we've called COVID comfortable. I've gotten so used to, to be, not wearing to pants, not wearing <laughs> pants, not going to work every day, getting sucked into the Zoom lifestyle that people are like, eh, you know, if I could do that online, why do I got to go anywhere? Right. Right. Um, which, I know. mean, and, and there's still a lag in that. I mean, I just over the weekend was talking to somebody that they're different, different industry, but now they're kind of, drag because they're required to go back to the office two days a week hmm. you know so totally different feel but they get so comfortable working from home which they can do just fine but now their company's telling them hey pick two days it can be any two days but your butt's got to be here at the office yeah so i mean that's the slow transition that i think over the next six 12 months we'll start to see more and more and i more think you're going to see more and more companies do that and i i know i've heard of people who are considering leaving the job that they currently have because their employer is no longer going to allow a work at home. Is that the most absurd thing you've it ever heard? It is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it, it's nuts. But the, the problem is, though, there are companies out there that are pivoting and they're, they're, they're trying to entice people that sure. want that lifestyle, you know, to come on board and make a change. So it's, yeah. it, it'll be interesting how that all plays out. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I think the other thing we're seeing in a post-COVID environment, dude, is the real estate market crazy hot? Smoking hot. Smoking hot. Yeah. 
And so how many agents do you still think are holding like broker opens or open houses? Well, it's, I mean, you're starting to see a, them coming, trickling back mm-hmm. in, in markets, but you know, for the last six, 12 months, very little. Yeah, very I mean, little, all, right? All, you know, almost in, <clears throat> impossible to get in front of an agent through the old traditional open yeah. house. Yeah, and, and the reason is, is like, I understand it. You know, you're putting a house on the market on a Thursday. You've got highest and best on Sunday. You're under contract on Tuesday. Right. You know? Um, no sign needed. No, Just, you don't even yeah, need I mean, to put a sign in the yard. You're right. right. right you know? Um, and so some of those traditional methods, you know, have, have changed too. I think, um, you know, if you've been a part of any kind of networking group in the past, you're going to see lower attendance on those networking groups than you're used to seeing, you know? And so yeah. I think the challenge that where, where John and I kind of want to get you thinking right now, your business based on where it comes from, where your referrals come from, is going to look more like 2019 than you've seen in a few years, right? With one big change. We live in this post-COVID world, right? So if whatever business activities that you had in 2019, they may not be the same ones available to you in 2022. So to your point, you're going to have to pivot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, you you know, one of the things that we talked about is the change in purchase business increasing in 2022 and refinances decreasing by almost 50%. So you've got to analyze where your business over the last year or two has come from, you know, go, go through your entire pipeline and figure out what percentage of purchase and refi you, you, you did mm-hmm. in 2021 and then um, and pivot quickly if it's if it's heavily weighted on refinances. I mean, you know, the NBA is telling us that that's going away or de- definitely going to go, you know, slow down. So um, you've got to figure something out and, and start now before January 1st. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I 100 percent agree. I think some of the other shifts that we got to be mindful of, too, is, you know, if a lot of your business was if a lot of your referral business, let's say specifically if you're an LO trying to get business from real estate agents and it was based off of you finding opportunities to meet new people, build relationships, earn referrals, add value to them, um, the groups are going to be smaller. <clears throat> and you may have to do, like to give you an idea of what we mean by pivot, you may have to do maybe some of your own events, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of relying on hey, I'm going to attend a WCR event or an AREP event or a board of realtors, whatever it is, maybe your pivot is, hey, I'm going to have to put on more events for myself to get in front of those folks. And so that's kind of how what we set all that up because we kind of wanted to show you like you, you as you go into planning for 2022, you need to start thinking differently, right? Because the old way of getting business, I'm not saying it's going away, but it is going to look different. So you need to take a look at what are those things that would still be work. If you were, if you looked at your 2019 business plan, what worked? Will it work in this one, or do you need a shift? Yeah, I mean, you just last week, you know, I was up in Georgia and we put on an event up there, Real to Reality. Yeah. With Steve Richmond, and um, you know, we talked about it a little bit this morning on our call. I mean, it was phenomenal. I mean, we had a hundred people that were in attendance live. Um, in Griffin, Georgia, right? I mean, so people do want to get back out, want to engage. And those folks came from, you know, 40, 50, 60 miles away to get there and and go to the event. Um, What's crazy about that event is, um, you know, we talked a little bit about finding new opportunity or new realtor partners. Mm -hmm. More than half the people that were in attendance were folks that we don't currently do business with. 
Yeah. So they're realtors that our LOs are looking to engage and get in, get into business with that showed up for this event. And, and I mean, I, it was a huge success. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. And congratulations to Amy, too. Hey, one of the things we, we meant to hit on and we kind of skipped over when we were talking about the MBA projections for 2022 is you ran across a stat here recently that said there are 20% more licensees, 22% yep. more licensees than there were a year ago. So crazy. There's 22% more loan originators in this market than there was a year ago. All right. So Ellos, I want you to put your antennas up for a minute. Massive decrease in refis. Where does that leave all the refi bunnies? Right. And there's 22% more competition than you had a year ago. Two things you need to take away from this. One, you have got to put a hedge of protection around the people that you're currently doing business with. Okay. Yeah. And the reason is, is all of those refi LOs who are about to be shocked that their income is going to decrease by 50% are coming after your realtor partners. Right. Absolutely. And these 22% of new loan originators in the market, they're doing the same thing. Yeah. Right. They're doing the same thing. They, they're, they're looking for ways to grow their business too. And they're going to be coming after your referral partner. So again, listen to me, if you're an LO, you need to put a hedge of protection around your best referral partners right now, because if you're not talking to them, they are going to listen to the person who is talking to them. Okay. Make sure that's you. The second thing is because of that influx of LOs who are going to be looking for purchase business in 2022, they are, and they're coming after your uh, referral partners. You also need to go find a couple more new ones, All right? Because the chances are you may lose a few relationships to some of these folks who are coming after the referral partners that you have, the relationships that you have. So you have to do both. I think it's gonna. I think we're gonna. It's crazy because we worked hard in 2020 and 2021, but I think you're gonna have to work harder and be more intentional about that business in this coming year than we ever have. Right, because now we're not just talking about we we we've seen it already. I mean, we we you know we have several LOs that we coach and talk to on a weekly basis. <clears throat> Some of the comments that we're hearing is over the last you know 30, 60 days is how many more people are competitors that are out there trying to get in front of our realtors. Yeah. I mean, even even teams that we have great relationships with, there are other folks coming you know left and right you know trying to engage yeah. them and 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 doing things and events and hosting events to trying to do exactly what we just, just did up yeah. in Atlanta last yeah. week. You know, we want to get in front of realtors and so does everybody else. Yes. Yep. You know, yeah. So, so it's, it's recognize protect, the change. Protect what you and, have and make sure you've got activities in place to help you build some new relationships. I think this is also a time where you need to take a look at your marketing, right? Not just from a budget, like, hey, how much am I going to invest in my business from a marketing spend perspective? But what are some of the marketing things that you're going to do right now? You and I have had a number of guests on this podcast to specifically talk about social media. And although I believe that is an integral and important part of marketing our business, one of the things that we're learning is we're failing if that's the only way that we're marketing our business. <clears throat> right. Correct. And that's, you know, if you're not, you know, like if, if you're going to be a one trick pony, hey, social media is my thing you're you're probably not going to be happy with the results. Social media is a piece of the pie. It's not the whole pie. Right. Um, and so, you know, the social media thing is easy because you can do it from, 
you know, behind a computer. Right here. Right. Or right there on your cell phone. Right. Um, but it's, we get comfortable. It's one leg of the chair. Yeah. I mean, and it's, to, it's ideally like we talk about is to keep you and your business top of mind mm-hmm. with who you're trying to, you know, stay top of mind in front of. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, again, just to recap on that, you know, we're saying you need to take a look at what your marketing activities are going to be and what your marketing budget is going to look like. So as we kind of set up, we we shared with you at the beginning of the podcast, we would talk a little bit about um, what are some of the activities that you could be doing and how do you go about tracking them? I think this is one of the most important things that we're going to talk about in terms of business planning. But we want to set it up just a little bit. Um, and that's, here's the, the mistake I think that salespeople in general make, all salespeople. We tend to measure our wins and losses how often? Paycheck. Paycheck or monthly. Monthly. Right? So if you only measure your wins and losses monthly, how many times a year are you measuring them? Twelve. Twelve, right? But if you took a step back and you said, hey, there's a different way to measure my wins and losses and you measured them, let's say weekly, how many times are you measuring them a year? 52. 52, right? And so when you're looking at trends, and trends are important to look at because they help you determine whether you're on track to meet your goals or they help you determine, hey, am I investing in activities that don't get an ROI or am I investing in activities that get a great ROI? So maybe you need to double down on those. But when you're using trends to dictate your business and where you're gonna go, if three months is a, if, if three, the count of three or five is a trend and you're measuring those wins and losses monthly, a th- 25% or 50% of the year has gone by before you're like, oh, I got to change something about what I'm doing, right? But if you're measuring your wins and losses weekly mm-hmm. and you're using that same trend, you can react quicker. Is that fair to yeah, say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, like I look at it from a standpoint of like we, tr- we put a huge emphasis on tracking pre-approvals, right? Obviously, closings are important. That's how we get paid. Um, but just digging into the math of it a little bit, one of the things that we've uncovered is that for every about four at-bats we get, we close a deal, okay? And an at-bat is just that. It's an at-bat. You know, may- maybe that person didn't credit qualify. Maybe they didn't income qualify. Maybe they decided they weren't a buyer. Hey, maybe we lost the deal. You know, maybe it went to a competitor. But for every four people we talk to, we get one to the closing yep. table, right? So let's just use easy math. Let's say that you want to close 10 loans a year or 10 loans a month. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. To be able to close 10 loans a month, you need to do 40 pre-approvals in that month. If I knock that down to weekly, you basically have to do 10 pre-approvals weekly. So if you're tracking every week how many pre-approvals that you're doing and you're consistently hitting that number of 10, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's going back to analyzing what you closed in 2021. Look at your numbers. Look at how many pre-quals you did so far year to date and calculate what your percentage is. I mean, we have folks here that are one out of of 10. Mm -hmm. And we have some that are one out of two, two and a half, um, one out of three. But again, average about one, one out of four, one mm-hmm. out of four and a half. I mean, know what your personal number is. And then for me, it's what are some of the systems you can put in place to get that number down? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, you've got fish the on the line. The conversion percentage. Yep. yep. So if, if we say we're one out of five, 
why not try to make a goal? You know, you've got five at-bats. Let's do one out of four, mm-hmm. right? You're going to get the same amount of referrals in 2022, and you're going to close more deals by just tightening up on some of your systems as far as the follow-up once you have somebody in application. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, one of the things that I like to talk about is maybe your Monday call every week mm-hmm. with the buyer that's pre-approved and doing your check-ins and making sure that four, five, six weeks later, that person hasn't gone somewhere else. Yep. You know, because oftentimes we get busy if we don't put that system in place. When they call back six, seven weeks, they say, hey, Brian, I'm under contract. What's your rate? Yeah. Right. The relationship's not there. Yeah. If you're talking to them and building it that became trust, a transaction. Yep. Right. It mm-hmm. became transaction. But w- one of the things is call them every week, put a system into place. And I guarantee that your conversion will get better in 2022. Yeah, I 100% agree. And and what you're talking about, you just gave a really great example of ac- an activity, right? And so w- what John and I are suggesting is, and we're going to get to the activity piece of this, is if conversion is something that you want to improve, how are you going to do it? I mean, I, mean, right? I think so, in our so industry, goal, you should always, whether you're selling real estate, whatever you're selling, right, you yeah. want to improve that. So, Correct. I mean, I think no matter what you do, you've got to really analyze that and, and look in the mirror and say, how could I get better at, at, at converting some of these um, some of these deals into closings? Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and the tool that John and I are going to show you in, in the second half of this podcast, we actually have a tool that helps you measure conversion for you without you having to necessarily do the math, right? Because, you know, one of the things I've learned from coaching LOs for the better part of 10, 12 years, most of us don't know our numbers. Like, I don't know how many pre-approvals I did last week. You know, I don't know. I mean, shoot, I, don't, I may not even know what activities I did last week, right? And right. so if I don't Purchased know... Purchased a refi percentage, know, no clue. Yeah if, I, yeah, if I don't know those things, I certainly don't know what my conversion percentage is. And I've, I've coached LOs who, like, we had, we had a, an LO we, we were coaching recently, not with us, that was at like a 1 in 35 conversion. Yikes. Right, so... Here, 30, for every 35 at-bats, they were closing goals. one deal. Okay, like, mm, you got to start looking Fish at... Fish in a different pond. Yeah, you got to start looking at why are these folks over here closing one in four or one in five, and I'm only closing one in 30, right? So that's an example of if you are if you know your business and you're measuring those things, like we're talking about don't measure it monthly, measure your wins and losses weekly, you're able to quickly try to affect that and you just gave a perfect example of something that you could do to help you improve your conversion. Okay. So that, that kind of hopefully paints that, that bigger picture for you. John and I just talked about, Hey, if, if you're, if you want to close 10 loans, you need to do basically 10 pre-approvals a week, right? For the, for the one in four. Now, if you were tracking that on a weekly basis and we said, Hey, if you were doing the 10, congrats, you're off to a hot start. But what if you were only doing four or five? What, what if you consistently saw, hey, man, for the last four, five, six weeks, I've only been doing four or five? You're, you, you've got to figure out, you know, double your activities or pick there, something different. There you different. go. I mean, if, if whatever you're doing is working to get four or five and it, it's taking you three hours a week to prospect in that, you know, in mm-hmm. that activity, you're going to have to double it. Yeah. You're going to find six hours. So here, here's the way I look at it. And I'm going to talk from the standpoint of your, we're going after purchase business specifically. Okay. And I, and by the way, I think there's still a huge refi opportunity. We'll get we'll, in cash out refis versus just regular rate and term. We'll get to that in a minute. Right. But I'm going to talk. Let me, to let you. me give my plug here. No matter what the rate is, no matter what the year of the market we're in, 
if you're an LO in this business, it should be 20 to 30% of your business. Of your business. Every year, refinancing. Yep. Brian touched on a cash out refis, debt consolidation, mm -hmm. you know, buying a second home and investment property. Folks always want yeah. to have a need to do something yeah. like that. So yep. as an LO, never, never neglect your database, your past mm -hmm. closings. If rates go to four, four and a half, don't fear yeah. because they're still out there. Well, listen, I just think the reason I think there's a big cash out refi opportunity and then we went down this rabbit hole is um, one, when we were in the, <laughs> when we were in the refi boom, we everybody just wanted a, a quick and fast refi, right? It's like your neighbor called him and, you know, hey, my neighbor said they got like a two and a half percent rate. Can I get one of those? Sure. We were taking orders. Right. We weren't necessarily consulting and helping our borrowers make the decision. The best decision. That was right for them and their family. Right. And by the way, that was industry wide. I'm not placing blame in many ways specifically, but it was a FOMO thing. Refinancing became a FOMO thing for homeowners. Okay. Fast, you, want, you wanted that number to start with a two. Yes. So fast forward to now, you know, rates are still low and there's a cash out opportunity. People have a lot of equity in their homes. More that than they ever. Could, they could use to pay off debt. They could use to buy maybe an investment property. They, there's a lot of things that you could do with that cash out. But we weren't really having those conversations. And the FHFA had put in... Um, you know, an some, extra some, fee some add -ons on, on some on the prices for um, cash, out. cash out refis that are now gone. So that kind of stifled the cash out refi opportunity that now I believe is there. All right. So let me let me get back to the purchase thing. So on the purchase thing, what I was going to say was that um, if if your goal is to do 10 pre-approvals a week and you're consistently only doing four or five, you've got to change something, right? And so what I look at is um, from the purchase side of it, we're trying to get referrals from referral partners. So John, if your goal is to get 10 pre-approvals a week and you're not hitting that number, what do you not have enough of? Referral partners. You don't have enough referral partners. Got to get more. Okay, so boom, light bulb just went off. I'm not hitting my goals. I need more referral partners. So now the next question is, how do I get more referral partners? That is where the rubber meets the road. One of the things that I've uncovered here is, uh, you know, in 2021 is, you know, a lot of us had great years, right? You know, some of us better than last year and in previous years, but the market's crazy hot right now. So when you measure your numbers, I mean, we always like to talk about units, mm -hmm. right? Not necessarily volume. Volume is wonderful. We get paid off volume. Yep. But I've uncovered a few folks that, um, you know, while their volume is up a little mm -hmm. bit in 2021, their units are actually down. Yep. So let's make sure that we're not just, you know, we're coasting in and we're, yeah. we're tracking our units yep. and, and not just riding the market. Yeah, well, I think that volume is a statistic that measures the market and units are a statistic that measures activity within a market. Does that make sense? Yep. So, so yeah, I think that's hugely important. So, hey, listen, so hopefully what we've broke down for you is just some thoughts on, hey, why do I need to look at business planning in 2022 different? than I have over the past couple of years, because our belief is that your business is gonna come from a similar place as it did in 2019. And although some of those activities were really great, there might be some tweaks that we need to make to them in a post COVID world. What we wanna go through with you next, and, we'll, and um, I wanna encourage you to check out the next episode, we're gonna get into what are some of the actual activities you can do. So whether you were a rookie in this business, or you are a 20 year veteran, we're gonna give you some tips and tricks so you can take a look at what are the activities that we're going to do, right? So what John and I kind of helped you with in this first segment is helping you identify what you want to do in 2022. In other words, what is your goal? Where the rubber meets the road is when we have the conversation about how. 
So I want to thank Look you for tuning to it. Yeah, I want to thank you for tuning into this episode of the Context to Contracts podcast. John and I are always happy to be able to serve you in any way that we can. So if there's any way that we can, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We're always here to serve. You.